Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is November 22nd. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I'm doing great. I, uh, you know, I was trying to think, what are some some things that we could do that could get the, you know, knock knock this uh, year in review out so that, you know, maybe it didn't happen. Would did the shed need to collapse or something? Wi-Fi. My Wi-Fi could go at any moment. It's been particularly <laughs> temperamental lately. You know, as it gets colder here, the wires, <laughs> wires have more trouble in the cold, but it's been particularly temperamental. Maybe that'll knock us out. We'll see. We'll see. What are you talking about? Faking an injury or something like that? I'm like just, just thinking about how the TGL got off. You know, they got the season <laughs> delayed a year. How do we get the year in review delayed? I got some conspiracy theories about that. If you'd like to know, we won't indulge those right now, but uh, yeah, I guess, you know, here's the deal. This is your interview part one. Sometimes events will intervene while we'll do some current discussion. Uh, usually we'd like to make them sort of freestanding evergreen episode, uh, but it's still November. Events will happen. We're going to mix these in, right? You know, Tigers event will happen. We'll have a normal episode. Then we'll do your interview. This is the sixth, annual year in review. And as you were quick to point out last year, you know, the fifth birthday versus, you know, we've been around for five years, but we've now done this six times, right? Starting with that uh, first, that's so right. fifth anniversary, but, but it's our six. sixth year in review because we did one there in that December of 2018, whatever it was. So our sixth year in review, but first off, TGL breaking news, uh, fully delayed. January, maybe, I, mean, I don't this, know, or just 2024. Is it actually news if we never saw, if it never started? Should it be news that it got delayed? I, yeah, maybe it might be the only real news in this entire thing that's been going on for over a year of press. They're the undisputed heavyweight champ of press releases, official statements, and renderings, artist renderings. They had this thing today had a statement from 25 people tiger rory every owner and like 25 people commenting about how we're moving off a year espn everybody's getting involved um there look i feel bad for the people one thing from that wire article that was really evident is how ambitious and big this is in theory i don't know yet in practice it's incredibly ambitious and I it obviously took a lot of work just to even get to this point. But this point is not um, a functioning league right now or in reality yet a functioning league. So I feel bad for the people, all the work that got it to this point. But um, I don't know. It just felt like there was always a demand for a lot of pomp and circumstance around names, ideas, thoughts, documents, and never any real... I, 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 clarification on what it was. Clarification on what we are supposed to be pomp and circumstancing about. Well, and we'll have another year to do that. 
I need to know in the intervening weeks who the San Francisco team is. <laughs> or else I'm going to lose it. I have been dying. I'm ready to be a fan. I want to know what the name is. I want to, uh, you know, I, I just am ready to dive in. It's, it can't come soon enough. So I hope the press releases don't stop. In, in particular, I need to know who the San Francisco team is. Well, you have many intervening weeks to for that to come to life. <laughs> That's now. what I'm saying is I can I can now plan accordingly to root for my team during this upcoming PGA Tour season. I need to know. This is the thing. Atlanta Atlanta fans know that who the drivers are, you know, who sure. their drive guys are. You know, Boston, you know, if we if you know an event goes anywhere near the northeast in the in the next year, that you know, Rory's gonna be treated like uh like one of their own, right? As we're about to dig into, do you know how much can happen in a I mean, year? Like so much. Is Lucas Glover gonna be on drive? Like, am I supposed to invest if I'm a drive diehard in Lucas Glover <laughs> for the next 12? He's this thing. And I'm not going to say there's a non-zero chance this never, ever even happens. Quite honestly, like come next oh, December. See, now you're going to get us in trouble. I'm not trying. I'm not saying it's a 50% <laughs> chance. I'm saying it's a chance. Like who knows what's going to happen in the next year? That bubble, that bubble, <laughs> the I, bubble there's burst. nothing underneath the there. They had nothing going on under there. <laughs> And that's where I have questions about what exactly. Someone texted me this morning. There was a slim to none chance this was ever going to start, even if the bubble that, that, that didn't shatter, terror or tatter or whatever. I have so many questions about what is left to be done with the TGL. But you know what? It's never. It's a lot of a lot of airtime here and elsewhere has been used on this thing. But when you when you elbow your way into the paint and demand. All this attention, you are also putting your... They put themselves in the crosshairs here with all the bob and circumstance. So now we have some basic questions. What is the bubble? Was the bubble to cover up the arena? Was the bubble the actual arena? Seems like that's not clarified in all these permitting documents. Anyway, separate discussion. We don't need to indulge that. TGL is away for a year. Um, but I'm just saying a lot can happen in a year. There's a non-zero chance it never, ever, you know, goes. I, I don't know. Is that it? Is that too? Listen, I'm I'm devoted. I am 100 percent in on the San Francisco Bridges or whatever their name is. I am here. I'm ready to be a fan. I think. I mean, I think you got to go with go with New ball York frogs. I think you're. The I think I'm going to be ball frogs. I spent <laughs> a portion of my life in Boston. <laughs> That's frogs. true. That's true. You got a connection to the city. You've got more of a connection to the city than maybe anybody on their team, Keegan included. <laughs> oh, come on. That's not true. <laughs> Hopkinton zone. Hopkinton Hiller golf team, Keegan Bradley. Come on. He was he was uh, he's got I have All right, far so less. So you got the connection. second most the ball connection. frog. Yes. That is but that now it is true. Absolutely. Had been to Fenway Park before like three weeks ago when those guys did their photo shoot. Many times. All right. TGL off for a year. What's not uh, what's not off for a year is our year but review process. You know what's gonna Go be ahead. tough? You just you know, you you were able to define a connection to the team. What is somebody that lives in Denver supposed to do? Where are they supposed to go? Um 
like I live within like 12 hours of LA or something, or I don't even know if 12 is, is that not I enough? It's longer than that. Yeah. I um, Having driven from Denver all the way to Reno, I think it was like a 16 hour drive from Denver to <laughs> Reno. It was, a, it was a painful drive. I mean, yeah, you just look for, I went to school there. I have a cousin who lives in Atlanta. I don't know. You try to come up with these tenuous connections. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry for derailing this. Let's get to part one of You're the year fine. review. But after, before we do that, we have to do an ad read for our friends at Club Champion. It's the holiday times. Never a better time to uh, Guess what? gift. What? I got good news for everybody in, in major metro areas. Unlike the TGL. You know what it's easy to do? What's easy to do? Find a club champion location near you. They've got them all over the country. Every major metro area. International. International. Yeah. Yeah. So you find this place for for the holiday season, you know, and uh, and get a hundred dollar full bag fitting the best deal they've ever given. So you have to book that before December 4th. You have to schedule the fitting before January 31st. Usually a good time to do that. You're not going to be out and about active for much of the country in these next couple months, but get dialed in for next year. Uh, they've got whatever, 100,000 different hitting sh- uh, head shaft combinations. They are the best for that. They have every kind of uh, combo you could look for, every kind of optimization you could look for. They'll tell you if you have what, what you have now is better, not beaten what you got. Then no, don't don't you don't need to sprain for this new driver, this new iron, this wedge, putter, whatever it may be. They've got all the latest and greatest technology in their bays, whether it's the Sam Putt Lab or the Trackman uh, uh, bays. They've got everything dialed in. They've got master fitters who've been doing this for years. If you're going to spend money on clubs, you might as well find out what works for you. Not just be sold a bunch of uh, marketing speak. Go in there, hit the balls, see what comes out. And let them recommend something or not recommend something. Or maybe they might, hey, they might give fit, you an off the cuff. They Go might ahead. fit you into the Red Bull driver. They might not, you know? Use the promo code FRIDEGG. You get $100 full bag fitting or $50 on any other fitting type with a club purchase. Again, do that by 12, uh, 12-4 and schedule it for one thirty one. And they also have a gift card order going right now up until 12-4. 20% bonus card. I love a good consumer. I love something that doesn't like stack up in the corner of my house as a gift. You know, whether it's a gift card or it's a bottle of wine or it's a bag of coffee, whatever it may be, something I can consume that's not going to stack up in the corner of my house. Here's an offer to give a gift card for uh, for Club Champion. That's a 20% bonus card up again through 12-4. All right. Your review, part one. Do we need to explain our process? I anymore? think we need to. We need to okay. explain it. We got. You want me to do you know, that? You want to do that? There's more people listening now than before, so that's you know the good sign. So <laughs> it's, it's what's keeping us in business. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, so the year interview. Yeah, this is not you know Rory McIlroy shot seventy two, and here's how he did it at this the, is not the LACC. Tour bot saying. 
Harris English puts his way to 74. It's not your 10 top 10 shots of the year. It's but sometimes there might not even be a highlight included. It's what we find irreverent, amusing, interesting. Uh, I go for a week, then you go for a week. I research something in depth, hardcore, in the deep dark recesses of Twitter or X, as it's now known. As some of our our favorite columnists or our media personalities, our golf players, people we follow in the industry, news sources. I research one week. I get all this irreverent bullshit, whatever might chuckle, tickle your fancy this time of year. And then you do the next week and we come in cold. Sometimes I'll ask you, what do you remember about this? And you're just coming in cold and I have all the research ready to go. And we go back and forth. Does that make sense? Yeah. We tend to focus only on PGA Tour events, but every now and then a DP World Tour and LPGA live obviously now being part of our lives will uh, weave its way in. So that's what we do. We ping pong back and forth. Usually it takes about 10 times longer than we when we budget or anticipate. But this is a lot of research. We put a lot of time into this. And uh, hopefully it, it yields a fun trip down memory lane. I'm feeling good about this year. I, I think we're going to be concise. I was doing the research Bullshit. and it's like, uh, this is like getting on riding a bike. I, I got back into it and felt like I was uh, I was just kind of cruising here. You're cooking. All right. So we begin, as we always do, with Kapalua, the Century Tournament of Champions, tournament of mostly champions, now known as simply the Century. I don't even know if it's a tournament anymore. It's just the Century. So Kapalua like, 2023. But not, spelled, not spelled like the way you typically spell Century, like a, you know, time. Well, those are two different things. It's just Century is like a guard it's at the gate. Yeah, yeah. But also a different thing. It's a different word. Different word. Um. <clears throat> all right. This was a, a t- story I totally forgot. Ultimate, maybe catnip of the year, but just immediately flushed out of my brain, probably with by like f- four weeks later. This was the high season for fake Scott Stallings. Do you remember this story? Who got oh, Stall- God, Scott Stallings? He got the exactly, Masters Of course you did. Yes, yes. <laughs> Big deal. Thing lasted like 10 days. The fake Scott, Scott Stallings got real Scott, or I'm sorry, golfing Scott Stallings. They're both real. Golfing Scott Stallings <laughs> Masters invite. Augusta National somehow found a different Scott Stallings, sent him the Masters invite. It got aggregated to the hilt. Fake Scott Stallings made content out of it for like days. He's got pictures going, here we are at the UPS store. Uh, proper, like Masters uses UPS, I think, not FedEx. So he's at the UPS store. This was the high season for fake Scott Stallings. Can, In can fact, I, we gave him both catnip and thirst bucket of the week at the start of the year. Can I uh, Can I say something that happened? I feel bad for Scott's, fake St- Scott Stallings. Why? I think that we remember we would be still talking about fake Scott Stallings in any other year except Blocky. Blocky kills <laughs> fake Scott Stallings. Because after the PGA, we didn't hear anything about fake Scott Stallings. We heard about fake Scott Stallings all the way to the Masters. We did. He owned Q1. And then what? Blocky just came through like a tsunami and just just <laughs> destroyed his world. He, he came through and said, you think you're big. I'm, I, I'm going to take this to a whole nother level. 
All right, let's rip through some other things. The new driver names come out, and we're just enamored with this. Aerojet, Paradigm, Stealth 2. <laughs> Would you always have fun with that? Uh, Did Titleist re- re- release their documentary this yeah, week? I think that was around that. Feature film. <laughs> 45 on, uh, minutes own, about how, how great we are ourselves. Uh, speaking of, you know, this is always a big year for the new brands. Cantlay is a free agent. There was a lot of uh, stories, news stories around this. He had no equipment. He had no apparel. He did come into a B-Dratty, I believe, uh, at some point in the year, but not now. He had no equipment, no hat, no apparel, just this brandless automaton meandering about the hills of uh, Kapalua. You're over the moon about this. You say this is a big year for Pat Cantlay because he's going to be sponsorless. Because you love it. Like, you love it. You're not going to be tied down to any one equipment, right? Like the Brooksy phenomenon of You're play when you fit. You're not going to have any sponsor yes. days. Yeah. <clears throat> well, that changed. He did get sponsored. He got the wall. He became the tool man by February, I believe. And, you know, he had Dratty. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. And then, you know, I don't know. By the end of the year, he's hatless. I, I don't know. So this was a big thing. Sponsorless Pat Cantley. Tom Kim mania. This was big Tom Kim week. He had a whole out talking about how he's a new Dallas resident, how he had Christmas dinner with the Speeths, how Will Zalatoris was trying to get him into Dallas National. Tom Kim, just there was like a daily story about Tom Kim at Kapalua. Zalatoris was there, by the way. He was pasty white. Pasty white. <laughs> Eric Patterson said he probably looked, tweeted, he don't think he's been outside since August. And then, you know, kind of sad having a zalatoris list year, you know, based on, I forgot he was even there at the beginning. Um what else happened? Oh, there's chatter about who, as usual, who's going to be Mr. Irrelevant from this year's field. I think you went with Chad Ramey, if I'm not mistaken. That was a good You're big pick. on Ramey. And then we did that whole who in the top 10 will fall out. And we couldn't like pick anyone, right? We'll, we'll do the audit on this. We'll do the audit. We don't need to do it now, but at Kapalua again this year. But it was like, no, Fitzy, no way. Or Zalatoris, he's just not. He's not falling out. We couldn't, like, we could hardly pick anyone. JT, no way he could fall out of the top 10 or whoever it was. And, and you know, what happened was That's the a thing. year of three, golf. Three or four guys fall out almost every year. Two to four guys fall out every year. This yep. year it would be JT. Let's see who. Had to be Fitzy was out for a while if he's not back in. Let's see. Zalatoris, clearly. Um, Let's Cam do the Smith. Audit of Cam this. Smith. Okay, sure, sure. Uh, easy because he doesn't get any points. Yep. Uh, Zalatoris and uh, yeah, I think I think Fitzy was Fitzy was actually Fitzy's still Maybe. in. Fitzy's still well, in. He's, he's eight. Stayed there the whole year. I think he might have come rumbling back in at some point. Anyways, we'll do that again this year. Um, you were forced to record on your phone in a grocery store parking lot due to Wi-Fi being knocked out from storms. Oh, I think this I remember was the, that. Those the atmospheric rivers. Ex- yeah, that's maybe a, yeah. the we Pineapple had, Express. A lot of talk about these preposterous names for weather events. You just made me think. I got to get that shored up before rainy season here. <laughs> yeah. So we started out hot. I think first episode of the year, you were on your phone in a grocery store parking lot. John Rom says Kapalua is nothing but wedges. He would be eventually winner. Seventy-six hundred yard course, but <laughs> as everybody points out, you know it's, it's it only plays downhill. There's no uphill holes at Kapalua. <laughs> uh, Xander had the WD with a bad back. I forgot about this. He said the irony hurts. I try to exercise more, eat better, and do everything better. I should have just stayed fat. 
and more mobile, I guess, and not worked out and tried to do all these good things. I would have been a golfer from, you know, the early 90s. Carl Patterson corollary. Said he should have stayed fat because he WDs with a bad back. Um, Colin Morikawa just got a coaching armada. This was a big reveal. Everybody's new year. Short game chef. Short game chef. He also had uh, Sweeney, right? The putting coach. He brought, so he had a putting coach and he also had a a short game chef, Parker McLaughlin. And then, you know, he comes out, he's like guns. He's just awesome. He's awesome with the short game chipping. And we'll get to how it, it went sideways right away. But he had Steven Sweeney. There's like a lot of uh, hullabaloo about his his armada of new coaches. I think he it's got changed. Rid of, he he got rid of with, Sessinghouse. Yeah, Sessinghouse in the last, I don't know, month or so. So we'll have another reload on that. But that was like a big story this week because all his new, his new coach. He had a coach for everything. I think this is when, <laughs> when we labeled Parker McLaughlin. Somebody did. The Chip Monk. We were looking for names that were better than short game chef. Chipmunk. <laughs> just M-O-N-K. The chipmunk. Um, there's a new <laughs> Cola Guard commercial which had you just in stitches. They're singing, I did it my way. The yeah. box is running down the street singing that. You were very excited about the new. Always Week one's always a big one for the new commercials. Uh, Billy Boy lost his Velocity Global hat. He just had a Kapalua one. We were worried about that. We got Pan- Panther National updates, and they framed it as a housing development of one of its kind, something never seen before. Houses around a golf course in South Florida. Never before seen that <laughs> deal. Uh, so we had fun with that. Uh, we had the Paradigm commercial-free hour. You remember how great this yeah, was? Yeah, it was incredible. We'll get I into that we next much. week. I don't think we got it much <laughs> anymore. Um, Gordon Sargent I gets like that, Was that like the only time we got it? I think so. I don't remember that happening a bunch after hey, that. Hey, listen, I have a paradigm driver now. It was because of the commercial freight. free. Free. <laughs> um remember there was guys doing a uh doing a prop bets near Jordan Speeth, and he goes, Hey guys, it's okay to gamble on me, but you could just keep it down. You could overhear them gambling on him. Uh Kyle Porter DMCA. tweets this yes, to like two million impressions or whatever in the tour, you know. They love gambling, but only under certain circumstances, I guess. There's a bunch of stuff that got DMCA'd. I found something else that got DMCA'd. Faxon and Smiley get called up for TV. Gordon Sargent gets a master's exemption. We wonder, like, oh, is this a new era of, like, inviting more young players, different kinds of exemptions, NCAA exemption? Uh, (laughs) Biggest outrage of the week. This happens every year. J.J. Spawn's wardrobe. It was the high mark of J.J. Spawn in the news. He wore an untucked, like, barbershop shirt, you know, just full button down, untucked. There, Everybody wrote an article about, you won't believe how many people are mad about J.J. Spawn's wardrobe. Just but nobody outrage. was mad. This is what happens all was. the time. No, Nobody's mad. This is what happens all the time. Is this, uh, oh, you won't believe people are mad, but nobody's actually mad. Nobody's... I, there were so many articles about J.J. Spawn's wardrobe and about how people were mad about it. But I don't think anyone... The Bears get the number one pick at this point. Or they trade the number one pick. I'm sorry. Right? To Bryce Young, you're all fired up. You said you're going to make the playoffs this year. I won't go into all the receipts. So you're going to make the playoffs this year. You're all fired up. Waiting hey, for a date for Bears-Browns 2023 to be set, you, which you know we now I, have in a few weeks. What? You know what I did also say, though? The, the Panthers are going to be the worst team because we took DJ Moore too. 
We might get the number one pick again. Is what I that's said. True. Now we're looking pretty that's good. True. We're got to ha- we got to have the the Patriots. You know, keep tanking, or keep or win a couple games. We need the Cardinals, Kyler Murphy to win a couple games. But I might have been wrong about the Bears thing. But you know. <laughs> All right, a few on the actual ending. It was Morikawa and Rom, a great, great start to the year. Uh, we wondered if the tour had the fix-in to appease the paradigm, commercial-free hour. Did they did they call in the sort of simulation on this? Because Rom is a paradigm ambassador, and it was first week that was this fixed uh, to, to follow the script. Uh, we started calling paradigm puppeteers. Uh Morikawa, so under the auspices of the short game chef, is absolutely great for 68 holes, and then he can't chip. Flubs one short. <laughs> Airmails one out of a out of a bunker, and Zayner goes, touch them all. R.I.P. Zayner. He had a great week out of the gate. Zayner was awesome, Kevin. He said, touch them all, Colin, when he airmailed it out of the bunker. So then he just loses his short game. The chipmunk goes awry. The narrative was rapid. It shifted in like a matter of seconds. We had three days of Morikawa's figured it out. He's a short game ace to like two days, two, two minutes later, he's got the yips. He'll never win again. The narrative shift was incredibly harsh and fast. I think he was six up about like an hour with like two hours to go. And then he was three down in the 18th fairway. That's how fast it evaporated. Ron was seven back. It was the largest comeback in the 71 year history of, I don't know, maybe Kapalua. I can't remember. Um, Rom's pissed off. He wins. He goes post game. I've been the best player in the world since the end of whatever. So August, I don't know. He'd won a bunch. He was mad. He wasn't world number one yet. Uh, Morikawa's no bogeys in 68 holes. The easiest three hole stretch. He played three over. Uh, I said he was quote filled with sadness and that it sucks. It was hard to look at the positives. He had like an incredible week for 98% of it. Hard to look at the positives. Tough. Um, so he was just starting with Sweeney. Rom's tough victory. or tough? <laughs> tough. He had three wins and five starts for Rom. Still didn't move anywhere in the OWGR. Zayner said, touch them all, Colin. That's an airmail. <laughs> this you had just so much fun with. In the broadcast, he suggested he go see a lot of the ball towards the end. He's got to go see Ollie. As if a lot of the ball, A... Has any interest or is open to coaching anybody or anything full-time? B, you're like, I love Zayner. This is an Andy Johnson tweet. I love Zayner suggesting new chipping coach for Malik Morikawa the same week he announced he was working with one. (laughs) A new one. Zayner already suggested a new one. Uh, What else? He used the word choke, called it the choke, straight up. He signed off taking a shot about playing for real championships, presumably a live, live deal. And then he also made sure to mention Norman's collapse on a back nine. Uh, getting a shot at Greg Norman is, a, I don't know, you know, comp to Morikawa. And then he said, Sunday pressure is a different animal. So that's the some of the greatest hits from Zayner to start the year. Um, other news this week. This was great. We find out that the word elevated doesn't exist in the dictionary anymore. It's toxic. They are taking great pains. So Kapalu has this $20 million purse to not use the word elevated event. So they're oh, incredibly yeah, sensitive. Oh, yeah, because they didn't say it on the telecast yes. at all. Yes. So elevated, it's all been elevated events first past prior three years. Now, all of a sudden, it doesn't exist anymore. So they're really sensitive about upsetting the events that are not elevated. So the word elevated doesn't work anymore. So they're twisting themselves in pretzels to figure out what to call these things. Uh, then we learn... 
I think Dylan DeShare confirms it's now called designated events. This is the first time the word designated events entered our, our consciousness. And now um, they're signatures. So, and now, now they're signatures. They didn't know what to do. G- Garrett wrote a thing from the, like, is this elevated? What's going on? Nobody will talk about it. What are they called? You have this brand new tour. You're supposed to be like, what are we doing? And then all of a sudden, ah, oh, we're designated events. So it was all secretive. It was very weird. Um, elsewhere, the Saudi International releases. The PJ Tour says they will release guys for the Saudi International if Camp you ask Young. for one, like they never, like they had in prior years. Um, Live Golf is accused of using its lawsuit against the PGA Tour to gather data on the 9-11 families protesting their events. That was a big news story. Uh, that lawsuit is no longer, I guess. Uh, Live had just ousted another executive, Matt Goodman, the president of franchises. This is just you know a few weeks after a tool coast law. So Live kind of in turmoil this week. Didn't have a schedule. Didn't know what was going on yet. Um, and yeah, that, that was their, their contribution to the news cycle. That does it. For a week opening, Kapalua, the, the height of Zayner, fake Scott Stallings, and many others. All right. On to Sony Open. All right. Do you remember who won? I was going to say Hideki, cause, but I think that was the year before that Hideki won this, with that shot into 18. Who won? The big, uh, big woo-woo, Siwoo Kim. Ah, that's right. That's right. He, uh, he, he chipped in on 17 and then birdied 18 to clip Hayden Buckley by one shot. Now, everybody wow. reveled in the... Oh, Hayden Buckley was out way out front. Siwoo chased Vaguely him down. I remember that. Yeah. So everybody was reveling in the, the final hour commercial free the week before. And uh, we just get punched in the face. Right out of the gates, we come. They come right back the next week. Everybody's wondering, oh, are they going to go a little bit lighter down the stretch of, the, of of tournaments? NBC hits us not with one but two commercial breaks while Hayden Buckley plays the last hole. He hits his tee shot. They go to commercial. I think he hit his second shot, and they go to commercial again. So there's just no time to set the stage. Buckley needs to make birdie on the short par five to to tie, to send it to, to, to extras. And we get two commercial breaks in the 15 minutes that he plays the final hole. Um, another amusing thing from the telecast. Uh, on the telecast, Paul Azinger, your guy, says, I was on the pack for 13 years. I thought it was a colossal waste of time. Uh. This was in response to Adam Scott getting added onto the pack. So he just goes on. It's like, I can't imagine the PGA Tour loved that. Is uh, Zinger just going on and saying that his time on the pack, 13, 13 years on the pack, colossal waste of time. Um. All right. So Jordan Spieth in this tournament, he goes from first place after round one to missed cut. Which which led oh, you remember that. Which led you to compare him to the Dallas Cowboys in the newsletter. You said, Is Jordan Spieth the PGA Tours version of the Dallas Cowboys? Oh, a star okay. brand that attracts eyeballs more than almost any player or team. Said brand built on the success and championships of prior, more functional era. Must watch for the fireworks for the fireworks and the potential to look like the best in the league on a given week. Also, potential for complete dysfunction and collapse. <laughs> On the pod, you 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 somewhat a- acquiesce the idea of him being just a guy. 
this is what what does it does it in um it leading into this week monahan two reporters quote unquote i've always uh felt a cut is important to the sport depending on where we end up in the field that's absolutely a consideration so the cut is important to the sport and uh here we are you know <laughs> Some guy complained to Tom Hoagie about flying to the national championship game to see oh, his TCO. And he, and he replied, Oh yeah. Like the, like American airlines flight wasn't going to run with without me being on it. <laughs> Amazing tweet. Back that was to the guy. Great. One of the best pops of all time against the uh, troll. Um, all right. Sheamus power flies from Maui to Dubai. And there's extensive oh, discussion on the podcast no. about whether he flew <laughs> west or That's east. Sure. Sure. Um, Harry Higgs said about Liv, they took all the villains, and that's a huge problem. Uh-huh. One of the other big takeaways from Monahan talking to reporters was uh, how comfortable the tour was with their financial position, which unfortunately... You know, that was that was rough. All right. Now now for the story of the week. There was one big story of the week. Do you remember what it was? No. no. What was it uh, uh the birthday tweet yes. from Polter? Yes. <laughs> I don't know why that came up. I think he was in the news the next week and I'm trying to figure out why. So the European tour tweets out a, a a video of Francesco Molinari like hitting, hitting like a hitting a shot. It was an innocuous tweet about Francesco Molinari playing in the Ryder Cup. Like it was a nothing tweet. It was a, a chip shot, and they said something about Francesco's incredible touch. Ian Poulter replies. What's really an quote-unquote incredible touch is the players that help build the at European or at Ryder Cup Europe brand with other players as well. You can't bring yourself to say a simple happy birthday. Asked Sergio Garcia birthday yesterday. Unfortunately, this says so much. We had some fun. Everybody had some fun with that. One. Everyone, everyone Walter. had fun with this. Just tweeting at the Ryder Cup Europe about not getting much to happy birthday. So quickly, people realized that it was the same. This this tweet happened on Ian Poulter's birthday. So it might not have been. Might not have been just that he was upset that Sergio didn't get wished a happy birthday. That. That Poulter also might not have gotten wished a happy birthday. Oh, yeah, of course. Yes. <laughs> so. <laughs> he wasn't just sticking up for his his fellow Sergio. <laughs> 16 minutes after Poulter tweets this, Live Golf tweets happy birthday <laughs> to Sergio. Because they, uh, they hadn't done it themselves. <laughs> Birthday gate. God, what a stupid thing. 
So everybody just is batting this around. Something that I found humorous was that, uh, you know, we do investigative reporting at the Friday. <laughs> and uh, and Garrett Morrison went in and, and, and found everybody, <laughs> every live player that had been wished a happy birthday and every live player that hadn't been wished a happy birthday. So the following players, Garrett, you know, d- went back through the archives. He went through fun- all, all of it. Spent real time business work hours on the clock going through the live birthday party wishing or birthday wishing practices. All right. So the following par- players have been wished a happy birthday by live. Sergio Garcia, Ian Poulter, Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson, Jinkiro Kazuma, Ryusuke Kinoshita, Graham McDowell, Patrick Reed, Peter Uline, Charles Schwartzel, Shurgo Al Kurdi. Oh, the uh, the extra, the, <laughs> yeah, the alternate extra. that just alternate. travels around. Hudson Swafford was wished a belated happy birthday. Okay. Kevin Na, Bryson, uh, Horsefield, Burnt Cheeseburger, James Pyatt, Louis Ustazen, Neiman, Gooch, Pettit, Hadido, Tanihara, uh, Kim, Shiwan oh, Kim, Pooj, yep. and Keimer. Now the forgotten party birthdays. Ian yep. Simon, World 443, was the founding member of the Cliques. I don't remember him at all. It's a Cleeks fan. I don't remember Ian Snyman <laughs> so, that era. He was one that helped build the brand just as Poulter <laughs> had made. He, he played in London and Portland and he hadn't made another live start. He was not oh. wish a happy birthday. Saddam, uh, Kana, John, I, I, I'm sorry. I, the Thai player was a long staple of Kevin Ironhead squad. Was not wished a happy birthday. Oliver Fisher, Yuki Inamora, Henny Duplessis, Henny Duplessis. He was a he was the stainers were hot to trot out of the gate. He was a critical part. He made like five million dollars in the first two weeks of this. Live, Henny, Mark, not good. Mark Leishman, our wow. favorite first baseman. <laughs> Ridiculous. Lori Cantor was not wished a happy birthday. He's been on so many teams. Poulter (laughs) needs to get on this. Bubba Watson. Faraj Madapa. Don't remember that. (laughs) He played only only one one event. The Vowel Man, Adrian Otagwe, Jed Morgan, Blake (laughs) Windress. Remember Blake? That is. No. Don't. Lost his spot to Travis Smythe. Oh, Oliver God. Becker and Travis Spice, the aforementioned <laughs> Travis Smythe. Uh, so there you go. Those are the players the, that didn't didn't the get birthday wish. audit. Yeah, I remember that. Um all right. Anything else in here? Mito Pereira officially joined Live after months of speculation. And uh, the World Journal of Advanced Research and Reviews sounds official, important, found that golfers who walk play better than those in carts, gain more health benefits, and are more focused on their round. There you go. You're going right. to enjoy golf more. You're going to play better, and you're going to get health like benefits that. if you walk. So stop riding in carts. Walk. All right. 
Uh, all you right, save money on. also. Yeah, that's true. You good on that? We good on the uh, Sony Open Week. Siwoo's big uh, chasing down Hayden Buckley. I birthday forgot about week. all that. Birthday week. All right, so we roll into the next week, and we got Abu Dhabi, right? And it's this mix of live guys, real mix of live. This is before the Euro Tour had ever ruled on this. But, of course, we had the American Express. I'll get into that. But we're just building off Poulter birthday gate. Poulter is there in Abu Dhabi <laughs> with a bunch of live guys, um, and he's got to speak. And he's just letting it rip because it's unfortunate. I've had to change who I am, which is a real shame. I can't talk to you guys, the press, anywhere near as openly as I used to. It's a real shame. Otherwise, I'd have done interviews with you all, but I haven't because I don't. It's a shame. I'm being changed because stuff isn't coming out the way it should come out. I mean, we were just reading your tweet on its face, man. I have to be careful, which is not what I've always done. Okay, so I mean... You're a little more reckless. We might hold you to account. I don't know what to say. I've always said what I said, got my slaps when I've said something wrong, right? Then take it on the chin and moved on, right? Now I'm allowing myself, apart from the old comment, to get the slaps, which gives you nothing, which is a real shame. I love to have the the relationship we've always had, which I could give, but I don't feel it's there. Then he says he doesn't want to be on the Ryder Cup, or he would be on the Ryder Cup, but he, he says, I have no chance. I'd love to qualify, but whether I play or not would be a different thing. So he suggests he could qualify for it and then just not take a spot and just say, I don't want anything to do with you Ryder Cup anymore. Um, so he's talking in Abu Dhabi about how he's a changed man. And he's had to change because of, I don't know, where, the way his own words are presented. Um, what else do we have? I feel uh, like he's been a changed man numerous times through the history of golf. Yeah, that's fair. That's true. We hadn't got yet the full swing at this point either, you know, thinking about that. Um, we start to get reports that Liv is the closing. Full episode of, the full episode of Full Swing that we n- nobody ever asked for and nobody ever needed. Pol- <laughs> we start to get reports that uh, Liv is closing in on a TV deal with the CW network, which takes a bunch of... <laughs> You start you start looking for One a list of the Hill. twenty worst channels on cable, and it takes a sudden turn in the podcast. Uh, Nelly joins with TaylorMade uh, <coughs> and makes a material investment in Popstroke, so she was making waves with her various activations. John Rom gets a second straight vigor- victory, uh, a second straight start on the MX in Palm Springs. I think we remember it that. was a year after he called it a putting contest. Yes, a shit, a piece of shit effing putting contest, I think is what he called it, uh, which he acknowledges uh, we'll get to in a minute. Victor Perez wins in Abu Dhabi with like a preposterous hole out, uh, uh, bunker hole out. And Brooke Henderson wins. <laughs> Brooke Henderson won in Orlando, the vacation resorts, whatever, the, the celebrity event. And uh, they suggest she had an off season of turmoil. Or like a hard off season. And one of them was getting her wisdom teeth out. And we suggest like, <laughs> is this like really like adversity? Like getting your wisdom teeth out in the off season adversity? I completely forgot. You remember that? that? We're like, eh, I mean. That's just something teeth? that everybody goes through. <laughs> I mean, I don't. We were on the shelf for like three days. I don't know. I mean, why are the why are we like pumping this up in the broadcast that she got her wisdom teeth out? Now that I, back from I remember, season. I remember a Canadian journalist was like <laughs> was like egging egging me on that week. Like this is I'm embarrassed by my 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 journal the journalists in my country that would 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 say this type of stuff. Yeah, I believe the quote was "There's an off season of challenges." So that was one of them. Wisdom teeth. Um, 
MX was just Rom. You remember Davis Thompson? He left yeah. the pin in and it just rammed in the pin on 17. Everyone's like, oh, he should have taken the pin out. It would have gone in. It was, I mean, it was hot, right? There was that big debate of whether you take the pin out or not. Davis Thompson, great week. Um, but but just that one came up short. Uh, it's three in a row for Rom and starts. Uh, Taylor Montgomery had one of these horrendous hosel rockets uh, on the island hole that went like almost the other side of the island, like a Todd Island type thing. Uh, Rom jokes about himself, about the piece of shit putting contest, uh, makes fun of himself. We discover um, Martin Trainer's website. I don't know if you remember this. Yes, the social, the French socialist. socialist. MartinTrainer.com is still active. I went and looked at it. Um, it's still with a lot of it, it cannot be a real thing. It cannot be owned and operated by Martin Trainer himself. It says he invented planking, all this stuff. This is kissing <laughs> practice. Now, I've noticed one update. It says, I live in San Francisco, which is great because I now because I love nothing more than <laughs> having to dodge human fecal matter on the sidewalks of the world's most expensive real estate. So taking a shot at San Francisco on martintrainer.com. Still claims to be a socialist. So this is when we discovered this website, martintrainer.com. Still active and running. Uh, we start to really get into Dyna Power. We become Dyna Power enthusiasts. This was the week it took off. Uh, Wilson G- Golf is tweeting about uh, it's challenging the Big Five. Uh, it's produced it with the Dyna Power, and we throw our weight behind the Dyna Power in 2023. And I believe we held up our end of the bargain on that one. Looking back on it now, you know, uh, I can I can I add something here? I was having yeah. a, a discussion with somebody recently, and we were just talking about. You know, sponsor deals and uh, and somehow the topic got on to a hot prospect a couple of years ago who was just looking for the biggest payday and signing with anybody. Uh huh. That prospect hasn't hasn't panned out yet. Okay. And took a big deal. Took a big deal with Wilson. Oh no! Paid, got paid more than every other every, every other equipment company. Not saying it's because of Whit, uh, Wilson, yeah. but he hasn't made hasn't made it up, and was okay. just looking to make a buck. Okay, all right. Uh, this was also the week at that Hilton Grand Vacations, whatever it is, the locker room mess. I don't know if you remember this. They had no locker. room. Oh yeah, they had no locker room, and this was on the banks of. Uh, 2022 finishing with like the guy at CME just ripping into the tour, and so uh, there's no What's locker that room guy's access. Name? It's like Terry McDuff, or he was the <laughs> Chicago Mercantile Exchange guy for a while, something like that. Terry Duffy or, or something. Um, so LPJ season off to a rocky start. No locker room access and practice facilities restricted at their Tournament of Champions. Um, so this is from our newsletter. Beth Ann Nichols reported it. Sorry. There's no locker room available to LPGA pros at this week's event. Uh, they can use the women's bathroom and showers, but that area is not private and there's no storage space. In addition, a memo informed players that they could use the practice facilities. This is at Lake Nona for no more than one hour before the practice tea t- of their tea times. They, they pushed back on this. They said that was not the case. Uh, then they, there's a last minute fix that card in lockers the day before the tournament begins. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just sort of like an own goal by the LPGA. But then there was like weird, like some of the, the women in the field were like, you shouldn't be reporting on this. This is clickbait. Then others were like, this is unacceptable. We can't, we deserve better. There was like some disagreement among the players. It wasn't sort of the, 
sort of the all-out punching bag fest that you would think it would be. Uh, I don't know. The player said that the coverage shouldn't focus on this. So, um, At the Amex, the field was actually amazing. It was five of the top 10 and 10 of the top 20 players for Palm Springs, which never happens. It's like first time in more than a decade. It had Rom, Scheffler, Cantley. So it's like a great field. And we start to theorize, you know, with the Good. onset of designated events then. Like, do you want to just get in? You were supposed to play a few non-designated, right? You were obligated to play this many non-designated. Is this just the Q1 going to be loaded up from now on? We'll see if that repeats this year. Patrick Reed and his lawyers threatened to sue CNN for $450 million. If, quote, <laughs> the they don't man. issue. This is clay man season. But they had to issue a public apology. So either issue a public <laughs> apology or get a lawsuit for $450 million. Quite a choice. I love that that's the, the value prop, right? That's <laughs> right, a public right. apology worth $450 million. I don't even remember what that was for. I, I don't know. Anderson Cooper, somebody had a... Jake Tapper and Bob Costas had a segment where they were sort of ripped on Reed. And yeah, Clayman was involved, as you can expect. Davis Love III has announced as one of ZJ's assistant captains for the Ryder Cup. You know, we have fun with this. Just ominous sign. Ominous, <laughs> ominous signs at that point. So the official Live uh, Live is officially announced as an American television deal with CW. And so there's a ton of questions about this. Like, is YouTube still included? Are we still getting streams on YouTube? Um, it's the 25th most watched network is what we learned, the 1849-year-old demographic. And they drop YouTube altogether. Um, Before picking it back up. Yes. Yes. And again, there's a lot of uh, reversals, change of directions on the PGA Tour side this year, too. So we're not like saying like Tim, uh, whatever his name is, Jay Monahan's going to have a rough year in review. Uh, Let's just put it that way. Um, OWGR comes under fire because... World numbers two and five, Scheffler and Cantley, could get to number one at the MX. But number four, John Rahm, does not have a chance. And so people are like, the OWGR is like just uh, this illegitimate sort of uh, math- mathematical equation. So Rahm does win. Um, what else? Oh, Sukumba comes up with his ba- uh, One Tree Hill live spoof. Oh, God. Remember when he was so DJ, Duncan the Vet? Like, just a great uh, piece of Twitter, golf Twitter. Uh, I think some players saw that and commented on that was being the best piece of content they'd seen all year. The One Tree Hill live spoof from Sukumba. Uh, Lucas Glover, as one of the most insane putting strokes you've ever seen, does not take the putter back. <laughs> yeah. Did I, I tweeted the image of this or the video of this resurfaced. Like it just boop, just pops it. Not, I mean, pop stroke is too generous a term. There's no pop. It's just a sweep forward. It's incredible. Um, Ram says, I'm just going to say, I'm glad I came back and won the potting contest this year. That's all I can say. Uh, what else happened? Uh, Hoagie tweet you already hit on. Um, the TGL which we learned more of this week. The team golf tech concept put forth by Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy has announced new additions in Colin Morikawa and Adam Scott. And we did, a pot, there's a, little did we know they were going to be ball frogs and uh, what's the LA's team name? Golf club. Golf club. But at the time, we're like, they're probably fighting to be on John Rahm's team, who Rahm had already been announced. They're both fighting to be on John Rahm. Rahm now out. They're still around and TGL moved off a year. 
See, um, I didn't include any of TGL announcements in my urine review research to date. I did not f- find those newsworthy enough to make the cut. We had some fun with Golf Week social tweets. They got popped up. Unrelated. Photos through the years. Yes, yes. They so tweeted Tom photos, photos Tom Hoagie through the years. <laughs> you responded with the thank you, praying hands. I needed this this morning. Tom Hoagie through the years. It was like a then, Sunday morning, I think. Yes. But then they also tweeted, I think the same day. Yes, January 20th. Where will Jim Nance call the PGA Tours Farm Insurance Open from? Watch the NFL playoffs to find out. I responded, I was not going to watch the NFL games, but now I will. To see where Jim Nance will be calling the FIO from. So Golf Week had some really insane tweets this week. Uh, We suggest the FEC might be better than the OWGR because Ron was actually number one. Uh, We actually get a full live schedule. So I know Brooksy... Keeps demanding the live schedule these days in the comments That's, of their own I, social media. I mean, you're early, man. We're talking November or January 23rd was when we got it last year. We learned the Crooked Cat is on it. So we're very happy about that. The Crooked Cat in Orlando is on the schedule. I forgot about that. That was right before the Masters, right? That was yes, the week before yes. the Masters playing at yes. Orange County National. Yes. Um, so we got the schedule this week. Uh, that's it. We'll cut it off. Cut it off there. That's it for your Amex week. John Rahm <sighs> wins again over Davis Thompson. All right. All right. Well, Next week. What do you got? Jam, jam full. This, this, was a, this, was a, this was a content bonanza. And it had nothing right. to do with the farmer's insurance for the most part. Okay. Okay. I'm trying to think where this could go. Patrick Reed tries to say hello to Rory. McElroy oh, on the range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rory wouldn't acknowledge him, and he throws a tee at Patrick Reed. Flicks a tee, kind of in his general direction on the range. And this starts a just a uh, a just a f- fire hydrant of content <laughs> from this. All sorts of stuff come from this. So you know, every you know, he flicks a tee at him. Reed says, you know, I had a, a live four aces tee, so I decided to flick it at him. He saw me and he decided not to react. But it is one of those things. If you're going to act like a, an immature little child, then you might as well be treated like one. This was a bonanza. Holy crap. I forgot about how much happened at this thing. It was insane. It was. Insane. We had those live guys commingling. It was so yes. fun there. For I forgot to mention that the Abu, or was this the one where we had the Ryder Cup style? Garrett broke him out. I think like here's yeah. the ten top live. Okay, maybe I thought that was Abu Dhabi. All right, we'll get to that later. So, uh, anyways, uh, then so. Uh, I didn't include that in the research. No, actually, that's fine. Um, that's fine. But yeah. So, anyways, Rory's asked about the incident in his press conference, and he just. He just doesn't even acknowledge. Like he doesn't say anything. He just shakes his head. Like no, I'm not going to answer that. Like does, doesn't acknowledge it. In another interview, it says so. Of course, it comes out that Rory was served a lawsuit by the clay man and Reed on Christmas Eve. So, so Rory, this is Rory. So of course, trying to have a nice time with my family, and someone shows up on your doorstep and delivers that. You're not going to take that well. 
I'm living in reality. I don't know where he's living. If I were in his shoes, I wouldn't expect a hello or a handshake. (laughs) So Garrett had a humorous tweet. He had the guy that was on the plane shaking everybody's hand. (laughs) The meme. The yeah, the meme of guy yeah. <laughs> putting his hand out, and the text was Patrick Reed to to everyone. He has just sued. <laughs> so, use golf facts is all over the place on Twitter this week. <laughs> oh, really? So, use golf facts. Lady J replies to um, no laying up. You're posting inaccurate and false statements. Rory McIlroy was never subpoenaed by Patrick Reed. He had nothing to do with the case. Uh, he had nothing to do with the case McIlroy was subpoenaed for. Such a farce. So it might have been not a suit of McIlroy. It might have been a subpoena. 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 Right. It wasn't a lawsuit. Right. It was a subpoena. Okay. But a subpoena nonetheless being served that. Yeah. So anyways, there's more that came out of the, you know, people are starting to like look into this and Uh and there's more with the, like the whole subpoena fiasco. It comes out that the, the guy is trying to serve Tiger Woods and this was just humorous, you know? So it was, it was a, it was a court transcript of the guy trying to serve uh, Tiger Woods. Oh, I think I think 122 140 PM arrived at 462 South beach road and spoke to the security guard on duty. He told me the tiger was not home. I asked if he could take down my information so I could arrange a meeting for my service for service. The security guard went inside to get a, uh, to get a piece of paper to take down my information. I gave him my business name, telephone number, he said he would pass it along. Oh, the twelve twenty nine twenty two eleven forty five a.m. arrived at four sixty two South Beach Road, and the security guard did not come out of the home. His truck was backed in the space designated for security. I waited a few minutes, <laughs> rang the call box, and there was no information. Twelve twenty nine twenty two twelve thirty p.m. arrived at TGR headquarters. Uh, saw that the office was closed for the holidays, would reopen on January 3rd at 8.30. 12.39 a.m., arrived at, t- at Tiger's home, and the security guard w- didn't come out. His truck was backed into the designated parking spot for security. <laughs> He's I waited, there. For few, <laughs> I waited for a few minutes before leaving and called the callbacks with no answer. I saw the driveway had a few tire marks on the road uh, uh, from dew on the road. Uh, sorry, my wife's calling. Love me. the guy just hiding in the hut, the security <laughs> hut. The car's there. I'm calling. One last one. One two. One two twenty three. So he comes back after New Year's. Seven thirty p.m. Arrives at Tiger's house. Spoke to a new security guard by the name of Kevin. It's Kevin. He told me the tiger was not home. I asked when he would be back. He said he wasn't sure. I asked if he was in town. He said tiger was out of the country. <laughs> I asked him if anyone else was home. He told me no. I told him I would leave a copy of the, the subpoena with him. And he was stated he wasn't going to take it. I left the subpoena on the call box and he left. So the security guard said, I'm not taking it. <laughs> he leaves the subpoena and he leaves all right so back to the tournament so you got all this that comes out pre-tournament with rory and reed yep yep and and it turns out it's a sunday showdown with rory monday 
Monday. Monday. So, yeah. Did you yeah, go into was, Monday? Because this could bled into my week. As long as you cover it, that's good. I it was cover. a Monday finish. And, Monday yeah. finish. Okay. And and there's drama. Uh, there's drama that only Patrick Reed can can create uh, with the rules on Saturday. You remember what happened, I assume. Yes. Right? Yeah, it came into, bled into my week. There was still a lot of after effects. As the, the mushroom cloud of this was into this next, the following I mean, week. This I was bonanza. Yeah. So there's a rules controversy. Uh, Patrick Reed on the 17th hole hits it into a grouping of palm trees. Three he palm gets, trees. He gets binoculars out. And he identifies the ball in in the palm tree, insisting with 100% certainty that it's his ball. His, his reasoning was that the arrow on the ball was exactly how he marked it. And like, you know, so he's got the binoculars out. And the big deal here is he got to take a a unplayable drop within two club lengths. It's, you know, and and hit an approach shot up to the green. I think he might have made par. Um, he made par or bogey. If Sounds he right. if he had lost the ball, he would have had to go back to the tee. So after this happens, of course, video evidence appear. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't appear. It shows that his tee shot went into a different tree than the one that he was looking into. So <laughs> there's all this thing. Brandel, there's an active lawsuit against Brandel. And Brandel... <laughs> I mean, this might have been the best, the best me, analysis that Brandle has ever delivered. He he goes in depth for like ten minutes. I've got on. it here. Yeah, he talks about it, right? Yes. Into that third tree. So he, so it's it like clearly this. disappears into that into that first tree. Now, if you're if you're if you're trying to make an argument for what that golf ball could have done, I guess uh, it this could is have great. hit. Now remember, it's hitting. T side of that tree, mm. so it's likely going to bounce back to the T or over to the fairway or over into the sand if it bounces. But we didn't he's drawing lines at the uh, same time. Yes. Have to analysis since it was then would be going somewhere in the vicinity of the T. It would have to reverse directions, uh, change speed, uh, then start going towards the green again, gain altitude because that tree, the, the prawns are higher in relation to where the prawns were in that one. Gain altitude, go through the limbs and sort of better determine. That was the best. That was some of Brandel's best analysis. We're going to change directions, start gain going altitude. towards the green again, gain altitude, go through the prawns of the first tree and land in the third. <laughs> so he does this, and this everybody is just going nuts about this. So this yeah. is just so he takes a bad drop. And like the the irony of the whole week is that over the course of time, Rory had actually been a Patrick Reed somewhat yeah. defender. If um, you look, relative. 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 Yes. Yeah. Like this was a guy that didn't hadn't buried Patrick Reed before. Like had had chances to didn't bury him. And, I mean, and this week all this blows up. And then, then he's in the. They're going back and forth on Monday for this tournament. Yeah, it was amazing. And, and it's like he's been subpoenaed by by Reed. Reed flicks a tee at him. He refuses to answer questions. Reed says he's he's a he's acting like a child. And then 
you know, we have this rules controversy and Rory holds a 15 foot putt to beat Patrick Reed by one shot. Really one of, I remember we were like one of Rory's like better wins, like considering the circumstances, I would say it's a major or anything like that, but like we had that bugaboo, like a house of horrors. Remember when he ripped his shirt, I think at this course, the end of the year prior yeah. And then, yeah, he almost drove it in the water, I believe, on 18. And then, but he gets it done so, with the reed kind of bearing down on him. So, all right. Other, other things. Uh, Trevor Immelman debuted in the lead chair at Torrey Pines. Uh, okay. Start of a good year there. Uh, Max Homa does the walk and talk. It, it's the debut of the walk and talk That's interview. Right. That was a great on one. the 13th hole. Yeah. And it was on, I think it was on Saturday. He made birdie on the 18th hole, and then he went on to win this week. So he came from behind. He, he was five back of Sam Ryder. He wins his second time on the season because he had won the Fortinet um, okay. with the chip in. So on the wraparound season, he wins his second, hole, uh, second time. He makes a great birdie on 16. Birdie's 18 uh, to win. So it's his second win of the year, and it comes on the heels of him doing this walk and talk interview that was like, I mean, it was a tremendous step forward in terms yeah. of golf telecast. I got to say that CBS did it way better than NBC because they had a, a booth that was actually prepared to ask questions, unlike your guy Zinger. On Jim Nance, though, was in Kansas City or wherever he was. I had to the watch super, to find out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the super town. Right? Well, yeah. it, I mean, the, the, talk about a tough, uh, tough debut for you know the uh, for Immelman. He's he's doing his yeah, first one, and and the the guy he's doing the telecast with isn't there at the um, AFC, whatever. Yeah, there was a second walk and talk done. Do you remember who it was with? I do. It just triggered my memory when, when you mentioned Sam Ryder, Ryder's mom, right? Yes, she was awesome, but she talked about how she was there to see his first win. Totally jinxed him. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know he had a big year sam Ryder. he's on every commercial break for the rest of the year after that you oh know? i mean the Ryder cup was just you know i, I you know named after sam him, basically sam Ryder could win a major and not get as much coverage as he got in the <laughs> in the uh in the Ryder cup um so he did that um one of the other big things was uh will zell torres you want to talk about yippy putting strokes Oh, it was really bad. And he missed the cut. It was it was a putt to make the cut. He misses the cut on like just a horrible yippy putting stroke. Of course, it got DMCA'd by the yeah. Tour. It's like you can't whitewash, you know, history, God, you golf history, the bad stuff. Like it, there are bad shots that are made. God, it's like what makes golf. But now they'll they'll do next next year. They'll do if Monday was a golf shot. Um, <laughs> tweet. Well, no, that's and, personal, uh, though. It's, it's, it's uh, the can't all be sunshine and roses all the time. But yeah, um, somebody that insists that they don't have the yips, but the arm lock literally saved their career. Um, uh, and golf's uh, better for it because he's an extremely interesting and uh, wonderful player to watch. But you know, it is uh, is one of the reasons he's on the PGA Tour is the the ability to anchor to a body part. Um. Anyways, uh, Majed got uh, demoted from Live oh, this yeah. week. God, rumors of him being in the in the famous hotel. What was that? What do you mean? 
You know the what? hotel that they put. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The, the five star yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> by by whether by your own will or not. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Norman's promoted, and then uh, also on on the live uh, front, there were no there, there. It was announced that there would be no live players at the Seminole Pro member. Okay, okay. DJ I think they got everything in there. Brooksy. Okay, okay. Forgot about that. That Saturday finish. All right. Uh, let's go on. Yeah. One Wednesday more. through second year of Wednesday through Saturday. We're doing one right. more. Yeah. Let's go to Pebble Week. Pebble Beach Pro-Am. So building off the Patrick Reed, uh, Reed Gate or the Tree Gate situation, we had T Gate to start the week. Then we had Tree Gate to end the week. Um, we have his apology for it. Now, I can't read it because I'm blocked. And we found out pretty much everyone on the Friday team and most of everyone else in what? golf media is blocked. But I did what, find where it. Where is it? Patrick Reed? Apology? Yeah. yeah, he tweeted it. It's insane behavior. He tweeted a statement. The statement was on a blue text message bubble. So the statement was... I don't know wh- who who oh. sent the statement. I'm blocked and why it, It's a text message. It's a blue text message bubble from an iPhone that he screenshotted, then released on Twitter.com. So who wrote this text message? And then who screenshotted it? Some people love controversy. All right. So we're starting the statement with not a lot of sort of acceptance or contrition. Some people love controversy. But what happened on the 17th hole at the Hero Dubai Desert Classic was a non-issue. Okay. Well, if you say so, non-issue, it's over. As the DP World Tour confirmed, ah, they did not confirm. There was a that is plain semantics there. They did not confirm. I was not asked to identify the tree my ball struck. That was done by shot. So he throws the shot link volunteers and several marshals under the bus. He throws them under the bus. I was asked to describe the distinctive markings on the ball I was playing. So he blames the DP World Tour. He blames the shot link and marshals for t- directing the wrong tree. It says, I didn't need to identify the tree. I just had to identify your ball. Well, Patrick, the underlying issue here is your ball. You could not have identified your ball in that tree, whether it's the right or wrong. It wasn't in that tree. So his statement just doesn't even address the actual allegation. I'm looking forward to this week's Asian tour flagship event at Royal Greens. So that's the Saudi International. That was his statement on a text message, uh, Blue Bubble. That comes out elsewhere. It, you know, this is the week of the Saudi International opposite the Pebble Beach Pro-Am, which had a disastrous field, dreadful field at Pebble Beach. That'll change, I guess, this year. Uh, Bubba Watson is at Saudi International. His quote, he joined Liv because his 10-year-old knew all the names. He knew all the team names. <laughs> uh, so I had surgery, and my son is sitting with me in bed, and, I, and he asked how I signed up for Liv. My 10-year-old son was sitting with me, and we were watching golf on the TV, and he knew the aces. Everybody knows the aces. They keep winning. So this was the onset of everybody knows the aces. He knew the aces. He knew the stainers. He didn't know individual names. He just knew the team names. And for a 10-year-old to never watch a game of golf, but now watches it, now I knew there was a product to be had. Liv has a niche. It has a reason. My son is used to the Yankees. He's used to the Dallas Cowboys, Kansas City Chiefs. He's used to watching teams. That's the one thing about golf. Now he's into the aces. I think we're on to something with Liv. That's why I want to be a part of it. When my 10-year-old never watches golf and now watches golf, my 8-year-old daughter now understands the teams. She knows my new logo. She was a part of it. My family was a part of making the new logo and team colors. That's what we're trying to do. To grow the game is not getting 60 or 70-year-olds. It's getting the young kids. 
So everybody knows the aces. That's the start of it. And we break. We had a shotgun scoop, I believe. We broke that they would be re- called the Range Goats. This was when we broke a bunch of rebrands. We had Thomas P- yeah, we broke that shotgun scoop. Bubba's new team would, would be the Range Goats, and that we had the Aussies would be the Rippers. So we had that out there. Um, Bassi Munoz is reported to, to, to be leaving. Um uh, Phil, sorry, I'll get to Phil in a minute. So the range goats are revealed. Bubba does this ridiculous video. He's screaming like it's time to graze and like making goat noises into the into the camera phone. And so a lot of people had fun with that. It's the onset of the uh, the the range goats. Cam Smith, there was some fun about how Cam Smith can't get into any Northeast Florida clubs. There's a big article by Adam Schupach about that. Like, can he get in to Pablo Creek? Is he allowed to play here or there? Is he being blackballed because he left the tour, which is kind of bogus. The PGA Tour announces the uh, the Puige rule. It's a pretty draconian, like insane rule by the PGA Tour at the time. The Puige. It said the Puige rule. Uh, any player who has participated in an, in an unauthorized tournament is ineligible to compete in any event sanctioned by the PGA Tour for the period of one year. And this goes for non-members. You could be a college kid who yeah. plays in a live event, and now you can't go play on the Corn Ferry Tour for a year. And like, so they got some backlash about this. It's like kind of insane overreach. Like these are non-members; they're not PGA Tour players, and you're just designating this event as not sanctioned, and you're going to suspend them for you can't come play in any of our events for a year. Hey, pretty big. If you're overreach. looking at if you're looking at universities, if you go to ucla for a visit you cannot get into usc right right we learned about the you know this is where the brands that the franchises are really starting to roll out the smash family experience is a part of a pitch deck that we got uh a hundred thousand dollars for the smash family experiences i don't know how many of these were purchased for a hundred thousand dollars in the last 12 months but this was the offer meet and greet photo opportunity with the pros Teed up for 18 holes in the Pro-Am with members of Smash. Join members of Smash GC for a family dinner. Private putting lesson with a Smash GC coach. A Team Smash GC gift bag and items signed by Smash GC Pro for 100 grand. You know what they should have included looking back? Workout. One military workout. That would have been (laughs) the most memorable thing from the year. That's the the most authentic thing they could have given away. Was to come see if you can hit golf balls after after one Brooks military workout, and if you can still hit the ball, you're better than half the team. Um, what else do we have at Pebble Beach? Um, there's preemptive three days of preferred lies. There's a chance of moderate rain in one afternoon. So by Thursday, like because it's three rotating courses, they're like, hey, by the way, we're just doing preferred lies the next day, three days. This might rain on one day. So you got it. Of course, it didn't rain at all for like two, like, but they just did it. Preferred lies for we were worked up on that. News comes out that WGC Austin is is folding up. PXG is developing a golf ball, the kaboom that we got very excited. Pebble gets a little dicey with wind and weather. You were there. Um, you were you had questions about Brent Grant. You mushed Jenny McCarthy, who was playing his ass off, and then you showed up and it went sideways. Uh, they suspend play the one day because balls weren't staying on one green. I believe it's Spyglass, but Justin Rose, the eventual winner at Pebble, like apparently, like just 
alpha his way into calling play because his ball wouldn't stay or he just kept call, calling guys back in. Tron had a tweet about this. He, he just basically he wouldn't have been on the, the Ryder Cup tournament. team without that win. Yep. CBS debuts the shot predictor. Do you remember this? The ball's in the air. It's like a little <laughs> map on the right. And terrible. It like, you know, yeah, it kind of tells you where it's going. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly where it's going to land. The shot predictor, that did not last. Uh, Pearson Cootie wins, but he's stuck down in the major, uh, the minors. So we're all worked up about that. He wins again on the KFT. Um, I, I don't remember this exactly. Peppy Peter played well. He was just so excited in the post-round interview, as Peppy Peter often is. Like, I don't I mean, I, I can't win. I'm just having so much fun out here. That's Peppy P- Peter. But at one point... He dumped it in the fairway bunker on four. Everybody was laughing about that. Number four at Pebble, that big fairway bunker, which like nobody goes in anymore. Um, what else? Oh, this was the week of the Swilkin Bridge patio. The most, one of the yes. most insane, like I, just weird Twitter outrages I've ever seen. Like, of course, it, it didn't look great, I guess, but people went, lost their absolute minds over the Swilkin patio. That was a big, big news item. Everybody got their photoshops off. Everybody piled on that one. That was a huge story this week, the Swilkin patio. Um, what else happened here? Uh, a lot Swilkin, of CBS Swilkin love. Patio, Swilkin this, patio bl- bled into the next week, too. And then they dug it up, right? The next week or something. <laughs> uh, but it was just such, like, the outrage was so so virulent it was crazy i'll be mad people well it wasn't even done they hadn't even they didn't even finish it oh it was crazy how many people were going nuts um i wish people went as nuts about about some of the architectural work that's going on in the uk (laughs) i wish people cared as much about some of the great golf courses what actually makes them great as uh, as many people cared about what was going on with the Swilkin Bridge, the, the, the RNA, the 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 Rota courses would be in a lot different uh, hands and shape if that was the case. Um, the Pebble Field is der- uh, terrible. The next two weeks were twenty million dollar events with Riv Phoenix. So we're like, what is the future of Pebble? Should they ping pong it back and forth with designated at that time between Phoenix and Pebble? Of course, Pebble will be one this year. It was just a disastrous field. Like the feature groups were rough um what else uh rory says the most satisfying thing to me after he won this was like tuesday was i haven't had my best yet and be able to win when you don't have your best that's sort of the holy grail of what we are trying to do so he won when he didn't play his best against patrick reed that was came in the middle of this week MLV, the read fallout still going on. Mike Lorenzo Vera tweets, I don't understand how players stay silent after being robbed one spot by someone that cheated. So they're still mad. Live guys are getting spots. Fantastic golf player. But Reed effing uses the F word cheated, uses the C word. How can you identify 100% something with very specific on your ball that is not in that actual tree? How is it not an automatic DQ? So this just kept going on and on into the next week. Phil says he's down to his college weight. Uh, and this brings some pictures of him not looking particularly healthy, looking l- sort of ghoulish. He's too thin. So <laughs> a lot of people have fun with these images on social media. But he says he's down to his college weight, which is admirable in his 50s. Um, he also says he's disengaging from the drama. 
But he'd immediately start tweeting yeah. about like this within is when two he days. Came back. Yeah. He says, quote, I'm disengaging from the drama. Whether rather than look back, I feel like I have a unique opportunity opportunity to now do something that has probably never been done at this age, you know, win at an older event. I'm putting last year out of my mind and disengage disengaging. A lot of stuff happened, but I'm refocused on today and starting the year. And then like two days later, he'd be he'd be tweeting um about someone proposed like how would a Ryder Cup go? Uh, and he just said it would be a bloodbath. He tweets at Sean Zock. He's like, you have no idea what you're uh, talking about. Thought you were smarter than that. Everything shouldn't have to be spelled out and spoon-fed for you. Do a little journalistic work. This is uh, with, in response to Sean trying to figure out what he meant by stuff coming to light. He's like, things are going to come out. He said that day will be later this year. Phil kind of making these these hidden references to what might happen. Um he starts chirping about the, the proposed Ryder Cup. He says, tell someone we're speaking guy talk. This isn't directed towards you because he said he would dominate a live PGA Tour Ryder Cup. We would dominate them so soundly and it would be over so quick that TV would have to fill an hour of dead time. That's why it's not happening at this time. This is coming like within a day after he said he's disengaging from the drama. Uh, Rose wins. Um, Rose wins is his First win in almost four years, more than four years. He cruises. It's a Monday finish after all the yeah. weather delays and wind delays. He, he cruises, really. It wasn't a big, uh, particularly kind of close call. Um, an anonymous tournament director tells Adam Shupak, the tour, this is, they've killed off match play. Austin is an issue. This title sponsor is an issue. But the tour is, quote, not going to go away from match play. I wouldn't be surprised to see it resurface elsewhere. We have yet to see that. Right, we don't I think, know. I think they're going away from match play. Kevin Streelman says it was a sponsorship issue, uh, you know. And then there were like then there was there know, was a lot of rumors that Austin. it was actually a prof- profitable event, you know. Yeah, lots of people then, really wanting to keep it going. Then they went radio silent on Austin Country Club after trying to get the negotiations negotiations restarted. Biggest scandal of the year, maybe. Aaron Rodgers, notorious, horrendous sandbagger. I think I forgot about how bad this was. Bad guy. Um, apparently, he played the match as a three. He holds a three index in Wisconsin, played the match as a three. He played Pebble as a 10. Played Pebble as a 10. So Keith Mitchell calls it out. Josh Allen calls it out. Um, he played with Ben Silverman who shot one over par for three rounds and missed the cut. Um, and they finished 26 under. You, they missed the cut. Silverman was one over. And the team finished 26 under with Rodgers playing off a 10. And Rodgers said he hadn't played since training camp. So it, it egregious. He missed the cut, one over, and they finished 26 under from a three to a 10. Like, um... Uh, Keith Mitchell called his, uh, there's audio of it. He says it, his, it doesn't count. We won uh, with his partner. I'm not sure who he was with. He goes, absolute sandbagger. Like uh, Aaron Rodgers' uh, handicap is bogus. So he, you know, Mitchell said, we're the actual winners of the Pro-Am. Josh Allen was mad about it. Allen was bumped up from a nine to an eight. So he got bumped down a, sh- uh, a shot on handicap or down a, one on the index. And, and Rodgers jumped seven up. So he was mad. Uh, what else happened? PGA Tour website gets a re- uh, redesign. 
and the app are relaunched. Oh yeah, the Dutch- what was the company called? Famous group or? Yeah, I think so. I think. Well, I don't know if that was this time. I think this was just a re, a relaunch. I um, feel like it, there was a name brand associated to it. Maybe. maybe that maybe it just this was the unveiling. Maybe this was the next week. Um. What else happened? This is uh, Dutch Boy gets a sponsor's invite to Phoenix. So we're like, well, are these designated events? You're giving these guys, Dutch Boy, Ricky Barnes is just playing for a $20 million purse. So this creates big drama of like, are you giving sponsor's invites to, to designated events still? It's like, how do you have to earn your way in? Um, a bunch of live teams are rebranded. The fireballs become a little less menacing. The smash fart noise or the fart, the image of a fart is re- <laughs> redesigned for Team Smash. Uh, Brooksy at the Saudi International says he didn't know where the majors were this year. Uh, he'd end up winning one, as we know, at Oak Hill. Uh, he says, I, I don't know where they are this year, actually. I'm not focused on that. Um, RBC takes its logo off Cam Young's shirt when he goes to play the Saudi International. Cam Young plays it on a contract or a, a release, a conflict release but rbc like they did for dj takes their logo off camion's sleeve live lawyers admit to making virtually zero revenue quote virtually zero revenue in, in year one um what else happened oh this was like all the rebranding statements for live which is the fireballs saner talks about how they're grit and grind saner is now grit and grind the fireballs in the fireballs branding statement it says quote They'd rather lose a tournament and win a friend than lose a friend and win a tournament. Which, when you think about Sergio, that's just was, how it, what I evoke Sergio. I'd rather lose a tournament and win a friend than the other way we get, around. We got to be coming up. Maybe it's maybe it's the next week on the the team picker. Oh, the rat. Yeah, yeah. Who who should be your team? Who do you back? Uh, I think that does it for Pebble Week. One by Justin Rose. Uh, well, you were out there mixing it up, walking around. But a lot of live stuff with the Saudi International going on, and Aaron Rodgers egregious, egregious sandbagging, bagging, called out on the on the spot by Keith Mitchell, Josh Allen, and others. So that does it. I think you done part one of your interview. Part one, part one. We'll I feel up. like we made good good progress. Yeah, we're good. It's a solid five events. I don't know. Last year, I think part one was three, maybe two. I don't know what it was. We got through five events. Uh, we'll pick it up with Phoenix, Riv, maybe get to the players next time. And uh, we'll release it, I think, Thanksgiving week during maybe Friday. Friday. We'll Hope, maybe for yeah, travel. Friday. Yeah, hopefully. All right. Everybody enjoy your Thanksgivings. We have our Black Friday sale up and running. If you're listening to this around Black Friday, it's running through from Tuesday to Tuesday around Thanksgiving. It's 20% off everything in the shop with the code Black Friday. We are very grateful for your continued support of this podcast, All Things Friday Golf. Um, and the pro shop as well. So everyone have a safe Thanksgiving. Hope you had a safe Thanksgiving. If you're listening to this after, we'll be back with part two of the year in review.